You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Hey, it's your horror homies. That's new. That's new, and I'm not sure if I dig it. You don't like it? <laughs> no, it's, it's horror homies. And if you say it quick, it just sounds like horror. Horror homies. It's your horror homies. <laughs> okay. Back to the drawing board. Listen, I'm trying to like try new things these days, and that was one of them. It didn't work out. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck inside and all I could think of was horror homies, which I'm not shitting on. It's great. It's more than I thought of, arguably. It's more than I've done. Yeah, you know, okay, Andrew's mom, get back to us. Let us know. Do you like horror homies? Like, don't be biased because he's your son. But yeah. like, you like this? Yeah. She, yeah, the Bridge Club has been shockingly silent. It's really funny. I was talking to... Uh, my niece, who is not like a child, she's 25, and mm-hmm. she was saying, why <laughs> did you make up all this dumb shit about your mom? She doesn't play bridge. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just wanted to give her a, a full backstory, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, also, I think this is perfect because um, the day we're recording, I don't know, I feel like the heavens have opened some real like storm shit is about to happen. So I think it's so perfect that we're just going to have a lot of like thunderclaps probably in the background of this audio. I know. I really hope it's perfectly timed to we'll say something ominous. And then so you just hear like a big boom. Yeah. Oh. There, there it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> That was perfect. I love that. <laughs> yeah, but um, so today we're doing, this is Andrew's suggestion, as above, so below. What? Okay, I'm curious to know what like drove this. Like, why did you choose this movie? I own very few movies in physical form, and mm-hmm. as above, so below is one of them. <laughs> So I wouldn't have to scour the internet. But of course, this is on Netflix. So that was stupid of me. I should have just chose something else. But I mean, that's that's fine. I was happy to see that it was on Netflix. I was like, do I have to like rent this movie? Right? I don't know. I was trying to think of why I dig this so much. I think like many people, I'm a slight Francophile. So I was like, oh, Paris, that's dope. The Catacombs of Paris. Super cool. <laughs> and then also... I was trying to think about it, and I just dig it. I couldn't... I was talking to someone, and they asked the same thing. Why'd you pick this one? What makes it so great? And my answer was, I just like it. Because I don't think it's the best found footage movie, but it Mm -hmm. is by far not the worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just... I think I dig things where it's, you know, supernatural, but it's not crazy supernatural it's just most of it is just the impetus of we have to go into the catacombs and it's a real place that exists and of course there could potentially be weird shit going on down there you know it's not like we got to go into old man jenkins haunted mansion that's fucking stupid just because an old person (laughs) owns a mansion doesn't mean it's haunted but yeah the catacombs you're like oh a lot of dead things down there very true um so this is my second time watching this movie i I'm also a Francophile, so I was excited that it was like, oh, cool, it's in Paris. Like, that's kind of neat. But also, so when I first saw it, I didn't like it that much. And then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, shit, I like like this movie. Like, I I don't know why the first time it didn't really resonate with me, but um, I I agree with you. I don't think it's the best found footage, but it also is not the worst. And I think that's because my thing with found footage is that I don't dislike it. But I need it to be justified as to why people have cameras and why they're recording everything. And I think there was a period where um, I think it was like probably after Paranormal Activity came out where like everything was found footage. And it was like, okay, like people don't record this much. Like, stop. Like, stop. But this makes sense. Like, you know, she's literally making a movie. She's documenting this, like, you know, this journey and shit. It like made sense. And it was like... 
it was just a fun watch. Right. I, I like I actually was like sitting and like watching and like kind of covering my face at moments. Just like this is actually like like laughing. Like <laughs> well, yeah. I, I like that overall. It has it has just nice devices that make you dig a horror movie, but it also has just the joyous backstory things that make Indiana Jones movies pleasurable because you're like yeah. this is you're like of course you're super stupid smart and you, of course you know exactly <laughs> where you should go next and yes you're like you're yeah, it's... you're a professor but at the same time fit enough to go like spelunking and going and doing all of this very physical shit it's like yeah and also you're like good looking because you know i hate to see ugly smart people in movies it's like exactly. come on yeah like, if you're gonna speak four languages, I need you to be hot. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, no uglies. No uglies <laughs> on camera. I'm kidding. But um, yeah, it was like I was watching it, and I think my favorite, like my favorite kind of horror movie is one where I'm like giddy, <laughs> and I was like legitimately like so. I'm a sucker for jump jump scares. I've been told that I'm a lot like a house cat, so I startle easily. But like. <laughs> I'm watching it kind of covering my face because I know shit's going to happen. Like, it gets silent. You know something's going to jump out. But I'm also just, like, grinning the whole time because I'm like, this is so fun. <laughs> right. I I dig it. Yeah. Dig this it. is a fun one. Um, but, yeah, let's let's just do, like, an overview of this, what this movie is. So, it came out in 2014. Um, it was directed by John Eric Dowdle, which, do we know what else he, like, made? What else did he make? Ooh, I did not do my homework. Oh, so it's okay. I have it pulled up. He also made, um, he directed Quarantine, uh, the Poughkeepsie Tapes, and Devil, which was uh, like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Okay, so he's done a lot of stuff I've actually seen. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's presented as a found footage movie. A documentary crew um, decides to explore the catacombs of Paris um, in the hopes of finding the Philosopher's Stone, which I only know exists because of Harry Potter. Yeah, this the impetus of this movie <laughs> is because her dad couldn't find the first Harry Potter book. <laughs> <laughs> well, the British edition, because, yeah, you know, yeah. we stupid Americans got the rename because... Uh, J.K. Rowling apparently thought that kids in America would not want to read a book about philosophers. <laughs> but also, also, she was British. Mm-hmm. So they would have, yeah, she <laughs> she just wanted the American one. It's like, we only have the real one over here. <laughs> Basically. I, uh, I do like the setup. I mean, everything that I tease and make fun of i do and some i either do legitimately hate it or do legitimately like it like the setup Mm -hmm. of her you know trying to be inconspicuous on a bus in syria right i was iran iran damn it Mm -hmm. no it's fine (laughs) but i only remember it because when she meets the george guy he's like you went to iran oh yeah by yourself he was like very like like hard or something i don't know what was happening (laughs) but she's you know like her face is covered up and she's trying to be so stealthy and inconspicuous but then just rips off the face mask and starts talking to her camera rather audibly you know it's not like if people in front and behind her definitely could have heard her and it's like and also in english so they're like yeah it's like this whenever whenever you hear a language that you're probably not used to just hearing regularly like you're gonna turn around and be like who's speaking english here (laughs) right and then you know kind of on the indiana jones tangent i love that it's like this person just had a hole in his house that led to this this fucking glyphic stone they needed and Uh was friends with her dad so knows what he's like she's looking for and just the nice setup of it's weird right she's an Oxford professor is the setup, mm-hmm. I think. And, you know, she has, like, two PhDs, a master's in chemistry. So she's, of course, just stupid smart. But th- they know the seediest people to get what they need and what they want. It's it's like if you wanted someone killed, you, you could either go to, like, a mob boss or a professor of archaeology. <laughs> they, know, they, they run in similar circles. Oh, yeah. There's definitely, like, overlap between, like, their, like, social network. But um, so so we're introduced to her and we also get her camera guy who is 
a black man. And I just was like, Benji. Benji. I was like, Benji, don't follow this white woman nowhere. Like, don't. (laughs) Immediately knew it was like, Benji, no, this ain't it. Like, it's one thing to be filming her just like walking around Paris and like, oh, like going to a museum and like fucking with old artifacts. As soon as she was like, we're going into the catacombs, like, nah, I'm not doing, I will not do that. Right. Like, I love, I wrote this down that Scarlet just goes head strong into these situations with the fearlessness of a white woman. She's just unabashedly like, I want this and I'm getting this. You're absolutely correct. Because on top of that, it's like, and this is unfortunate because I think a lot of times if if this were like a male character, he would be more likable because, you know, we're all a little bit misogynist inside because it's like she's mad selfish. <laughs> like, like I understand that she has like this desire to find this thing, but I think especially with the George character who she knows his brother drowned in a cave, but still insists that he comes down into cave with her. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> I wrote that. I was like, dude, Scarlet, no means no, man. Like, Yeah. Especially after like, it's, it'd be one thing it just was a simple, like, oh, I don't want to go. Like, I don't like small spaces or like, oh, I don't like caves. But it's like, literally, you know his trauma and then you still force him to go down there. It's like, ee, like, I don't know. Is it worth it? <laughs> right. And the actor that played George, Ben Feldman, I found out that he's claustrophobic. So they had to keep stopping while they were filming because, you know, it would just overwhelm him. He's like, well, wait, calm down. I'm in a small oh, space. My- we need to. My God. <laughs> oh my God. I wonder how much he got paid to do this shit. Hopefully a good bit. I hope he got paid a lot. Cause like, that's pretty like intense. Oh, he's from Maryland. Like me. Fun. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's not even <laughs> oh. like, <laughs> Ooh, I suddenly love this actor. <laughs> oh, you know, actually on second thought, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but so in order for them to find, so I, okay. So the, the only thing I have, the only issue I have with this movie is that, I like that they're, like, trying to find this treasure and there's, like, you know, the impetus being that her father basically went crazy trying to find it. And now she feels like he has to continue his journey. So that's interesting. But it did feel kind of like make it up as you go along. So there's a lot of just, like, them finding things and just, like, figuring it out. But I'm like, do I just not know about this stuff? Or is it, like, uh, as we're, like, no. That's what? totally legitimate. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not alone there, too. Because even even when, like, and this could just be, like, because, you know, the audience is stupid in movies, clearly. So you have to explain everything to them. But when, I think when she initially, like, decides, like, we have to go into the catacombs, it's then just a way where she has to, like, we have to create, be- make sure that Benji doesn't know what the catacombs is. So he's like, what's that? And they have to explain to him. And I'm like, I think people tend to know what the catacombs are. Right. No? I- I will say they there are some things they obviously didn't don't need to explain away, but so much of their shit it just goes back into that these people should be solving like like cold cases. It's just like these people are so hyper smart they need to be solving all the FBI murders like most wanted, you know? Or yeah. unsolved mysteries. Because they're so methodical and they think of every angle and it's it just made me feel stupid, even though, you know, like, I don't retain any science or history. That part of all of my education is gone. But it's like, we'll get to it. But there's this one part when they're describing this trick hatch to figure out. And they're going, it's like, well, no, it's is it pre this thought or post this thought? Because blah, blah, blah. And it's like, who the fuck thinks like that? Yeah, it was like um, when they were... Because it was based off of how many planets there were. So like, oh, was, yeah, it, it, was, was like, it pre-Copernicus? And I'm like, what? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, well, uh, you know, that means they believe that the Earth was the center of the universe and didn't count as a planet, but the moon and the sun did. Oh, well, that's... The, how am I? I'm like, cool, we get it. You guys are fucking smart. <laughs> and then it's a... I, again, I do like this movie, but it's also just so easy to view things in a ridiculous manner like one thing i noted that i think for some reason struck me more this time because i was just watching more critically 
is anytime you film and there's the, the they justify being able to get up close in weird situations is because there's a like, documentary person there just filming everything. Right. And it's just, you know, documentary cinematographers are just low-grade voyeurs, you know? <laughs> just, they're all up in people's shit. And they're, they're like, it's like, what? How are you holding this camera that you are at this particular angle, like under their chin? And like, yeah, I I also was kind of confused with the camera stuff because, okay, so when we initially, it, and and it, and it kind of falls apart with the whole found footage deal, right? Because found footage is supposed to be like footage is found, and that is what it is, and it works with like the Blair Witch Project, which I feel like is just kind of like that. She's that bitch, basically. Where, okay. I'm making a documentary film. We have a camera and we're just walking around the woods and we're just filming shit. The problem with a movie like this that's found footage is that there are multiple cameras. That's so it's like, okay, so the, the understanding is like, okay, initially when she when she's in Iran, she's filming herself. She has a camera. Then later on, Benji is a cameraman, he's filming her. Then later on, people have GoPros. They're each filming and we get yeah. we get, you know, cuts from different people's perspectives. I'm just thinking, like, so did you make this movie, or did someone find all of the footage that they made a movie? Like, it's it's stupid and not important, but it's just like, uh, okay, I guess, sure, I I I still like this movie, but I'm like, but huh? <laughs> I I also dig exactly what you pointed out is at the end. Because they all had GoPros, but then Benji had that sizable camera rig. It wasn't huge, but it wasn't yeah, the smallest was like, thing. Yeah. And then, so, I get that it was an extra source of light. And then, uh, what is Zeb? Is that his name? Uh, mm-hmm. Zed, the other black guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he takes up Benji's role as the black cinematographer once uh, <laughs> Benji dies. And so, he's, like, carrying this thing around, but he makes a point to keep bringing it. And then, so... Th- there were four GoPros and the main camera, and then three of the GoPros went, made it because of the three people. A spoiler mm-hmm. alert: only three people survive. Yeah, <laughs> and out of I think main... six six people in the beginning. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. The camera thing—it's very interesting to note. Or then you know, is it just that that's the premise they use to be able to say these are the shots that appeared in the film. So, I mean, it's easily explainable. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not It's not totally it's nonsensical. That... It's just more of like a, okay. Because when I watch found footage, I try to pretend like, I try to, um, I, I view them as like, not just, oh, I'm watching a movie, but I view it as like, oh, this is real. Like, I just, yeah. just for it to make sense in my head, it's like, oh, these, this is like actually, you know, I also exist in this world and we're watching what was found and this is what we're watching. So I watch it from that point of view and it just starts making me ask a lot of dumb questions that are really not that important. But I'm just like, wait, but like, who was filming that? Whose yeah. game was that? <laughs> On this rewatch, I had one question that came to my mind was, because, you know, usually there's a supernatural thing. It's like, there's like super light supernatural shit to kind of get you in the supernatural situation. Mm-hmm. And then once you're in it, you're like, oh, fuck craziness. But I found it very interesting because the guy that gets them to find Papillon, mm-hmm. you know, is like clearly a ghost or, you know, clearly the catacombs like hell trick thing because it like disappears right away and he comes oh, back later right, right. so then okay, it's yeah, like yeah. Okay. so you're like that's some that's some epic fuckery to be happening before you even get into the weird part of the catacombs that's like super mm-hmm. evil that no one goes to i found that really interesting but also uh, but even before that when she's in iran she has a vision of her father yeah so like the re- listen hell is everywhere the hell is out in iran it's out in paris <laughs> like i don't care where you at like hell is is chasing your ass that's true and it's it's really interesting too because she came from that hallway in iran like she goes into the little secret area comes back into the hallway she just was in and then there's this guy hanging from the ceiling first of all that's not like a weird red flag that it just appeared out of nowhere and Mm -hmm. then it's clearly her dad and she's like dad and starts approaching it who the 
She's fearless. <laughs> this woman, this woman is is has like balls made of like titanium because she truly yeah. is just like. <laughs> but also, I have a question about that too. Um, so we know her father did commit suicide, and she was like, "There's a moment where I think I don't know when it is, but someone's like, oh, like your father was like." was mentally unwell and she was like are you asking that because he killed himself and i'm like well yeah i think that's a normal thing that someone might assume but that's neither here nor there but i wonder was she saying that because she you know just didn't want to believe that her father was unwell or is the implication that her father was being tormented by hell and that's why like what happened it's really i i viewed it very just like it's used as a means for the ends for everyone like reconciling with their past sins at the end and that was hers mm. um and i mean it could be more deep i just chose not to make it more deep i guess my, my thought was just like was it a situation a, a state where he he has been driven mad because he's obsessed with this thing or in his trying to find the truth is tapping into some dark shit that was tormenting him. And then he like, he, because I, I can't think about the movie where that's done. There is another movie that shit, I'm going to remember it like randomly, like tomorrow morning, like brushing my teeth. But there's a movie where that is happening, where it's like, no, you're being, this person is, is seeing these demons and what have you, because they are basically, they've, they've gone too far and they just searched too much. And they've asked too many questions now the demons are like tormenting them and shit. I don't know. I'm going to let you sit in that. I'm probably thinking about it way too much. <laughs> yeah. Just think of it as a weird lackadaisical plot point and don't give it any more thought. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was, it's just, you know, everything that makes, this movie is at its core i feel relatively simple you know like we could have just like we more or less we're very we're nitpicking on specific things now just because we can but Mm -hmm. it's not like like our last couple episodes whereas here's the clear trajectory of things Mm -hmm. um and each thing in in this movie that it's not different but it you can sum it all up as just saying catacombs weird shit reconciliation and you know it's kind of like when you're in 11th grade and you're you kind of know how to write but still like nine out of your 15 paragraphs are just saying the same thing (laughs) yeah uh but i do like i thought this movie was really nice at just using weird or understandably uncomfortable images to Mm -hmm. like make you suspenseful um like one is just when they go to the club to find papillon you know and Mm -hmm. they uh benji notes like the weird girl leaving and then looks around the corner and she's like crazily far away but still staring him down Mm -hmm. that's unsettling (laughs) and you know it's like she kind of comes back slightly but not in like a super huge way yeah um or just like when benji not to focus on benji but we are a black horror podcast listen let's talk (laughs) this this show is all about benji (laughs) (laughs) but benji when they are like we gotta avoid the scary catacomb tunnel let's just crawl on our hands and knees through this bone hallway and he gets (laughs) stuck and then you just start hearing noises and because he's freaking out that's more what's crazy and makes you uncomfortable is just this man feels trapped and is freaking out which is understandable yeah and there's nothing supernatural about it he's just like was things like were things biting him was he actually stuck was he just like making it all up it doesn't even matter because you're like oh shit what's gonna happen yeah that part was genuinely scary because i also was like oh my god like he's stuck and then like you could hear the singing from those weird cult people yeah and and it's just like uh (laughs) Benji, I feel you, man. <laughs> but I and I also like when they finally go into the weird, like okay, now we're in the super supernatural part of the tunnels, and just like things, 
like they're just really mundane things but and they tie in later you know Mm -hmm. but like you hear a phone go off and they try to rationalize it like oh (laughs) phone lines used to run through here and then they show up and it's just a fucking old rotary phone on a table like (laughs) But Why also they're like, but also I think it's Papillon who's like, oh, they used to like, like you said, like run the phones down here like 50 years ago. Maybe they left something and I'm like, they wouldn't bring a phone down there while they're running phone lines. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, guys, that's not how that works. Like phone lines don't necessarily mean you bring a rotary phone with you. Yeah, right. Like, it's like, we got to make sure this works. <laughs> <laughs> or like, it was really like, because it was like things that inconspicuously you're like that could be there and then you're like oh shit that's freaky like that old busted up antique piano it's like Mm -hmm. there's no real logical reason why it'd be there but you're like that's just old and shitty and somehow maybe that got down there for some weird cult project (laughs) but then it was like oh this is like the exact same one from my childhood you're like oh shit yeah so it's like after and i didn't catch this you know like on my first watching of this movie but all of these things these little dumb things really fold nicely into the end mm-hmm. um because you know like the uh, just it made my heart so just something about like Sonique and i were talking about this to our thousands of my mom listening <laughs> and <laughs> and it's like this movie is just super cool not just for what it is but like i'm excited when I first watched it, I was so excited for what it could be. Yes, yes. I'm like, this, what a fucking epic premise. I was so stoked. And then I think I just held on to that as I watched Mm -hmm. it. So it, like, especially the first time going through, it helped, like, pad anything that I thought was really stupid Mm -hmm. or not cool. But then, like, just them being like, we got to keep going deeper, man. As above, so below. And then they hit that weird, then they finally find the Philosopher's Stone or the first edition Harry Potter book. <laughs> and and then, you know, finally, like, they have to go through this weird cave and then everything's reversed and you're just like, holy shit, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. And then, you know, they all just slowly keep getting picked off one by one. But by, like, their sins, I thought that was an interesting take, which I didn't get the first time. Yeah, I think that was cool, too. And I, oh, I know that we mentioned it, but basically they, they end up in the in hell. Like, that's... The pro- they're looking for, uh, they're looking for <laughs> uh, the key to like the philosopher's stone. You know, Nicholas Flamel. You've read Harry Potter. You know about that. And they're you know in the catacombs, and they eventually end up in the gates of hell. Which I love that though. I think I think it's very easy a lot of times like movies that have tried to like just do the whole like oh it's the gates of hell. And it's like very over the top, but it's not. It's just tunnels. It was so... But creepy shit just happening. And it's just like, it's just tunnels. And like you said, seemingly mundane things happen, but it's like, no, it's hell. This is hell as shit. But the one, the one sticking point I have is like, okay, they're being tormented about their sins. I hate that we didn't get the time to learn anything about the, like the French people. Because they're down there. It's Benji, George, Scarlet. They meet these French guys because they are like expert spelunkers, urban spelunkers who like take them down there. But we don't know anything about them. So it's like, what? Like, we know that with Papillon, an accident, a car accident happened. He might have been yeah, at... with a fire. He might have been at fault. He got burned. And it's like, it yeah. sucks because it's like, we don't know anything about these people. So I didn't care as much. And I also didn't, like, exactly. know, like... I, or even Benji. Benji, like, what the fuck was Benji? Like, Benji just saw the girl and then right. fell to his death. <laughs> Unceremoniously. Right. Like yeah it's the backstories for everyone that died were i feel super important and it's just yeah they they hinted at it with papillon because i think one of them asks um zed like oh like where where's the scar from and i didn't even notice he had a scar so i didn't even see that and i think the implication is like oh he was in a maybe there was an accident in the wreck he got scarred from that yeah but it's like dang like we didn't know anything about susie she just got fucked up by Latope. Is is it because she they didn't go searching for him? But I didn't know what her relationship to him was. So it was like, oh, is that her boyfriend? And she never went to find him, and that's what's tormenting her. Or is it like, right? It, you know, it's like little stuff like that that I think it, it doesn't take away from the fun of the movie. But it's like I like that human aspect of just like getting to learn these, getting to know these people, so that I can understand why this is happening to them, and I can care that it's happening to them. 
you know? Yeah, that is a legitimate criticism that I agree with. That would have uh, that would have amped up yeah. so much more because then you right. know gave a shit. It would have made it would have made I, it scarier because <laughs> the reality is that we are most afraid when there when there are stakes one and when the people who are being tormented are people we can relate to. So it's like, oh man, like I can put myself in the the you know in that in the seat of those people. But like when you focus so much on these two fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck these nerds. If the Carrie episode didn't teach us anything, fuck, fuck nerds. nerds. Smart. Fuck like smart girls. Like whatever. Like you should just worry about getting a man. Like why? I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> but like I I can't relate to these people. So shit's happening to them, and I'm like that is spooky. But like, okay, like sure. Right. <laughs> but but they did do, and it kind of goes back to their. Like the found footage, footagey thing is just really relying. I think you know they did that well of relying on the spookiness comes from like turning a corner and you just see something leaving out of your field of vision, mm-hmm. or like it slowly enters. Like once, uh, once you know they get past like uh, Benji dying, it's like that. There's a chair that's just there. And then they turn a corner and like a black hooded figure. And then that's also something I noted that apparently something that's scary is a hood that's pointed, regardless if it's white or black. It's <laughs> any pointed hood is terrifying. Listen. Um, Listen like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't fuck with no pointed hoods. I don't care. Color. It could be red, green, yellow. I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not about it. But, but the one thing, so we're, we're kind of getting towards the end, right? And it's, I like, so Ben, uh, not Benji, George gets like fucking bit in the jugular by a wall demon. (laughs) And then, so also the lucky thing for these people is these things like will jump at you and attack you, but it's kind of like a haunted house where it's like, well, you're not allowed to leave your area. Like you jump and scare, but do not leave. (laughs) Basically. And then, so that, yeah, then, so they get away and then, so Benji's bleeding out from the neck, and then and Scarlet's like, "Why doesn't my my healing walk rock work?" Blah 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 blah. And then he's like gagging, coughing up blood, and he's like, "Vitriol." <laughs> and then she says whatever that means, which is like, you know, it's like basically telling her that she had to run back to put the stone back in its place and find the philosopher's stone for hell, and that would heal him. And then she runs back with. Usain Bolt like speed. <laughs> you're like, you're like, what the fuck? And I mean, you, even the first time I saw this, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like, well, maybe again because she's so fucking fearless. Because she's just like, and it does that cool, like you know, she's just running super fast, and the camera's mostly kind of pointed not at her feet, but very downward. And mm-hmm. then like a demon pops up, and she just fucking jukes <laughs> it in the face, <laughs> and she's like climbing back up. You know these caves, and it's the and upper, that's why the we have the upper pre- body strength. By the way, of her like scaling up the rope, I would have uh, climbing the rope in gym was literally that was that's, my hell. So it's like, oh, he's gonna die. Like I can't go back up there. Like, <laughs> no, this is why we have the presidential fitness test. Is in case you ever end up in hell, you can save your friends. But then I thought it was, I thought it was, it was cute. That is the best way I can describe it when. Um, she gets back and finds the philosopher's stone is just realizing you were you have the healing power inside you, and then so like you the know she finds stone her, was inside of you all along. Yeah, you know. So she she basically killed all those people for no. Also, your dad reason. died. Your dad died from nothing, basically. Yeah, right. But then see, and that's kind of a lot of the points you were making is when we get so the first like rectification she does is with her dad like hugging the image of her dead father hanging from the ceiling and saying I'm sorry I didn't answer the phone that night I didn't know you're in such pain and then I feel if we got like a hints of that earlier Mm -hmm. we would have been more we're like oh Scarlet like this means more to you than just trying to uphold your dad's legacy Mm -hmm. it's just like you you feel personally responsible Mm -hmm. that he killed himself exactly and then see and then it's just and then, like, when she comes back and they're about to, like, she heals George and then her, George, and Zed are running and they're like, the only way out of here is to jump down this t- this thing. And then it's like, we all have to say our sins. And George's is that he, you know, 
his brother died yeah. waiting for him to rescue which was the at the very then- least was set up enough that i was like okay we know he died yeah. and i could immediately just assume okay his brother died in a cave when he was a kid i'm assuming he blames himself for some reason yeah, yeah that was the one that was done perfectly mm-hmm. well and then kind of going to zed's right is that he had a kid but he d- he knows it's his but he doesn't claim yeah. it he doesn't acknowledge <laughs> He's the drake it. of the group <laughs> <laughs> right so but also but then that also made me think when benji died um, the woman that pushed him down the well that he fell to his death to was holding a baby. So I'm like, well, does that demon just think all black people look alike? <laughs> and, and, and like, just, it's like, fuck you, Zed! And he's falling to a de- his death like, I'm Benji! <laughs> but then I was also confused. Oh <laughs> Wait, I also didn't notice that it, she was carrying a baby. She was carrying a baby? That's what it looks like. I didn't even want to look back again. I just wanted to say, I wrote this line down. And I'm like, I have to say it. I hope it's true. Yeah. But it looked like she was holding these. Ra- it could have just been her hands. These racist ass demons. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. But I will say, I thought it was like such a crazy cool thing when they're at the bottom of the well. And they're like, oh, fuck. Like, how do we get out of here? And they're like trying to move the manhole. But they push down on it what move it to the side and then when they crawl out they're actually like contortioning themselves out into the real world on the streets of yeah Paris. that was pretty dope i thought that was that was dope i thought that was yeah. that was amazing but then it sucked because it was immediately followed by it made sense like you see from like the cameras like they're just fucking like hugging each other like obviously that makes sense this was super traumatic zed takes off his gopro hands it to him and just walks away (laughs) (laughs) and then it goes and then it goes to a clip from benji filming her before they even got to the catacombs Mm -hmm. and she's just like yeah i'm looking for truth and i'm like i feel like that you were trying to make a statement with that last scene, and I didn't get it yeah i didn't get that either especially because i mean we know that um she just she she said earlier, I think when she first met Papillon and his, you know, his Scooby gang, that like, um, <laughs> le Scooby gang, that she was, yeah. <laughs> that like, oh yeah, no, I don't want a, the treasure. I just want to like, and I, which I guess, well, no, it makes sense. I, I, I said it in my head and I get it. The truth for her is the truth of her father, that he was searching for this thing, was written off as being crazy. And being obsessive. And for her, the truth was, I want to prove he was right. That this was worth looking for. So I don't want this treasure, but I want to basically like atone, I guess atone atone for my father and his losing his life by finding out that he was right all along. So I think that's what they were trying to do. It's not as obvious. I only just got it because it it took me talking about it to be like, oh, okay, I get it now. But it wasn't as obvious. I think they could have done a little bit better in terms of like, driving that point home because it does come off just kind of like okay sis like the truth sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, yeah but again overall uh what a good experience just because i i was so stoked when i went to the coat i saw the cat i went to the catacombs after i've seen this it was several years after i'd seen this oh nice and then so then watch so then i was like oh fuck yeah and the only that was actually a point that i wrote in here is because they are going on a tour you Mm -hmm. know but and i mean you know i didn't go on a tour i just paid to walk around Mm -hmm. and be there but then so i was like oh dude i saw that i saw that that's so dope you know one of those dumb things you do uh, when you go to places and movies but also i was like it was just her group it was her benji and like five other tourists and i'm like how how did you do this? What time of day did you yeah, go that I you feel were like the it's only one, It's tourists. one of Paris's like biggest tourist attractions. Like I, I actually it's one of my regrets because I like studied abroad there for like a long ass time and I never went. And it's so my vibe. Like I love spooky shit, but I just didn't go. And I, I, I hate that I never went. Like why didn't I go? Oh man, it looks so cool. Yeah. I- I got there in the morning and still had to wait for half an hour, and I was like one of the first. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a fucking group of people, but I was in the first chunk of humans. Yeah, I highly recommend going. Uh, I mean, if I can ever travel again, I I would definitely one go to Paris again because I love it, and then two 
do the catacombs. I think that would be so cool. So I'm looking actually at the Wikipedia and I'm noticing that, wow, the reviews are really bad. It's a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of them are saying that it was like very, you know, someone said that it was unspeakably corny, this movie. And I'm wondering, because I don't think that's true. And I am an expert and I know what I'm, I, my, my opinion is the the most important one. (laughs) She's working on her third dissertation, everybody. I am. Listen to black women. (laughs) I, (laughs) I like, it's not, again, it's not the best movie, but it's also like, this is fine. This is fun. I think it deserves a higher rating. And I, but I wonder if the, um, the anger about, or the dislike of this movie is just that people were so fatigued at this point over found footage. Well, and I was, like, would it have been different if this wasn't found footage? Would the uh, would the reception be the same? Because I think that, like, like I said earlier, this was during a time post paranormal activity where I I really want to say between like that came out in like what 2010, 2009. The first paranormal was two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Okay. So yeah. between then and I want to say like to 2015, I I swear like 40% of horror movies that came out were like footage. <laughs> yeah. And I got so, I remember I had seen the first Paranormal Activity. I'm like, hey, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then I saw the second. And then for some reason, I didn't see the third and saw the fourth. And I'm just like, this is, is you guys are just I truly believe they just went and set up cameras in a house and they're like, all right, everyone just act like spooky things are happening and we'll edit in whatever in post. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, like guys, man, I, I don't care. Yeah. Or like, you know, they did like the, uh, we, like everyone has in, in home security running 24 seven now, like mm-hmm. shit like that. So it's not like, ooh, spooky things are happening. So we have to record this. It's just, this is a normal house. That's always under surveillance. <laughs> so I, I'm wondering if I would have... So I, like I said, I liked it. But I also... The first watch I got was last year. Didn't care much for it. Liked it better this year. I wonder if I had seen this movie when it came out, if I would have even liked it. And I want to say I would have not liked it, probably. Because it just was one of so many of this shit that I was probably just tired of it. And I wonder if critics and audiences were just like, okay, like more shaky cam, like more... like you know just it's annoying after a certain point you know how hollywood is like they find they find a trend and then they just ride that shit to death (laughs) right yeah i i was trying to think so hard why i really dig this because it's it's like those dumb patrick star memes (laughs) talking to the manta ray when he's just like it's like so this is a picture of this is your driver's license yeah yup is and this is in a wallet Yup. So whoever's license is in is this this is their wallet. Yup. So this is your wallet. Nope. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like people can present me with all the facts of why this like might not be a, an amazing movie, and I will agree with them. And then like I still like it. I don't know what to I don't know what to fucking tell but, you. But you know sometimes, and I think with with just film watching in general, I I don't sort of my, my film taste. I think I like really good shit, but I also love really bad shit. And I think it's all about like what are you looking for in that moment i would recommend this movie as like do you just want to have a good time for like an hour and a half dude you want you want to chill and that's another <laughs> looking great for thing. a good it's time not... like watch as above so <laughs> below a, the craigslist ad of horror movies <laughs> but yeah like if you're looking for a good time watch the shit watch quarantine watch uh, uh whoever the fuck uh the conjuring you want you want to like, have fun Watch this shit. You're going to love it. You're going to leave satisfied. If you want to be like, have like a thought, you know, you want to think, <laughs> don't watch it. Do you want to think? <laughs> <laughs> then you can watch Headed oh, Hereditary and Midsommar. But like, it's, it's up at the end of the day. It's like, what are you looking for? And some movies are just like, I'm going to eat some popcorn and watch this shit and have a good ass time and yell at the screen. Yes. I did a lot today. And that's what it is. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Sometimes sometimes I want to piece together the most intricate plot ever written. Other times I want to watch Transformers 5. That's never happened, but... But yeah, sometimes it's like, I just want to watch a movie that I'm just going to like... The number of times I, wa- I said, oh, bitch, watching this movie. It was... But I had fun. I, I left 
I felt very satisfied. And that's okay. And it doesn't have to be this, like, I think it's the beauty of the horror genre because it runs the gamut of amazing, like, groundbreaking, classic, beautiful gowns and just, like, oh, this is just schlocky and fun. And I I liked it. <laughs> Damn. So. As, um, as is as is the trend we've made with the first two episodes and from every episode henceforth what if this was i think this i was gonna say what if this was more black but i think it's kind of like carrie when it it doesn't matter you Mm -hmm. know you could have it would just matter more of you know like if all of a sudden they weren't in the fucking catacombs and they were like at some weird hidden tomb mausoleum in like nigeria or something you're like okay that would change it because you'd would it you know would it be the same thing of like this white woman coming in and then just hiring the locals <laughs> and then she's still like this savior but not a savior because she's ignoring things and then <laughs> the demons are just picking off all of her her bl- black guides one by one and then at the end she's like all right what are your sins africans <laughs> and they're like like i don't know <laughs> But she's actually secretly a missionary. <laughs> yeah, that's what it turns. It's like you all have to believe in this, and then they're like, "Oh, that's how you got us. You you hired us to go spelunking, and now you're converting." I mean, us. I will say though, this is one of the ones where if it was a black cast, it just would not have happened. Like, it would have been a smooth like, "Oh, sweet, like, okay, I got you." Like, okay, we're gonna meet George. Like, hey, George, like, what's up? Oh man, you break into churches and fix their clocks. That's weird, but okay, like. Yeah. Oh, oh, club! Oh, Papillon and Le Scooby Gang! Oh, okay, dope, dope, dope! Like that's, 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 I like that, I like that. Oh, we go into the catacombs. Okay, maybe. Oh, we're going to the part that's uncharted. This is where I leave you. Um, here is my camera, and you can do this. I'm not doing that shit. And like, <laughs> Benji was actually the most realistic black person I've seen in horror. Where he was, he was like, I don't know about yeah, this shit. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not doing this shit. And at the end of the day, they all kind of were forced to go down there because the, sh- the cop showed up and it was like uh there's only one way to go so they went down but like no bitch i'm not going down i'm not crawling on no bones i'm an ag- i'm agnostic now i still was raised christian i'm like that's that's not okay i'm not crawling on nobody's bodies like fuck that <laughs> i know your people are used to just you know walking across people's bodies not me <laughs> not me yeah i want yeah i want i want as above, so below, redone. But like Benji just has more of a heard voice. It's like I'm not going down there, Benji. We need you. It's like, dude, find a different fucking filmography. I know. And then it's just him living a good life. And then when the found footage comes out, it's like five Caucasians found dead in the catacombs. He'd be like, mm-hmm. mm, fucking told, told him. him. <laughs> I knew it. Told you. I'm like, listen, it's 2020. We all know how to use a camera. You don't need me. You don't. I know all of you here know how to use a camera, so I'm going to give you this camera. Give yeah. me my pack, and I'm about to go chill out of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> like- yeah, plus, yeah. It, w- it was also 2014. They had very capable, you know, yeah. camera phones. Or better yet, and they still had- I want to see the scenario where Benji's like, I'm not doing this shit. Hands off his most of his gear, but keeps his own GoPro just for like sightseeing. So as we're seeing all the hell shit happening, it's juxtaposed to Benji just like <laughs> at, the Louvre, at the Louvre. He's like having a wonderful day in Paris. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's like at the Eiffel Tower. He's at Notre Dame. Like he's having a great day. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> but. It could have, like, a weird twist at the end where it could be really cool, like, the everyone's found dead and the cops are like, hey, uh, this film equipment has your name on it, so we just thought we'd return it to you. And he's, like, splicing together his footage of his nice Parisian <laughs> vacation and it has, like, them getting attacked by demons and then pictures of him just, like, <laughs> hanging out in cafes. Uh-huh. Or it could have, like, a crappy shitty twist where it's like yeah we're gonna arrest you for these murders because we found your name on their i mean audio yeah uh, we know in the film that on the film we found that there were demons but just i i I have to ask you some questions sir just like (laughs) several several of them were wearing black hoods and uh 
we don't know whose face we're under. So, uh, come with me, sir. <laughs> Just like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have one question, though, on top of the of our typical if this were black. What? Okay. I was going to originally ask you what would you find that's tormenting you, but I feel like that's a little bit too deep. So we'll leave that alone. Better yet, what is your version of hell or what is your vision of hell? <laughs> what would be tormenting you in that sense? <laughs> Ooh, what wouldn't be? <laughs> oh, God. It's it's really hard to answer because there's so many things. <laughs> um, I, it depends. Uh, maybe it's... It definitely... Oh, it would be, it'd be like so psychological. It'd be on par with a uh, high school girl mental manipulation. Mm. Uh, I'm just trying to reference the Carrie episode as much as I can. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I think it would just be me. It'd probably be my little brother because I was thinking about the, it would just, it would somehow involve me and my little brother because I was just thinking about how I was like, man, I was kind of a shitty older brother. I wasn't super bad. Like I would, I loved him so much, but I definitely was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you if you annoy me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it'd just be like him being like, I could have, it's like, I could have been president. But you told me I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm like, no, you're not a piece of. I'm just the older brother. I make fun of you. That's what I do. <laughs> For all eternity. <laughs> For all eternity, it'd just be like, it's like I actually could have like made the vaccine for HIV when I was five, but you said I was a loser, and I'd be like, oh no, <laughs> so many deaths on my yeah. hands. <laughs> yeah. What about yours? What would what would yours be? So I thought about it a lot, and that's why I asked you, because I just want to share mine. Um, <laughs> as Sonique's as mind works. Basically. I'm, I'm just asking you, because I just want to I just want to say, now me. Um, I, one, I hate, um, I hate feeling like I've been put on the spot, and I also seek constant validation from my peers. So my version of hell is being like, or I also don't like not feeling like I'm being supported. So my version of hell is like doing an improv show. And it's... <laughs> oh, that's that's it. It's just <laughs> that. It. It's an improv show. And the scene is just tanking. And there's no laughter. But no one edits. So it just goes on forever. And just trying... I'm trying so hard to make this bit work. But nothing no one's coming to tap me out no one's sleeping i'm just it's just forever i have to commit to this this bit for all eternity oh man and no one laughs and no one claps for me that's that's rough but if i had to base your life on that's your version of hell i'm like i I love you but that's like a very privileged white boy hell like like no one's laughing at my funny jokes and no one's coming to support me like what am i gonna do after this after this show i'm gonna have to go back to my my four bed four bath condo in river north um and just stew on how no one laughed at me okay i don't own property so that condo bullshit that would not happen um i rent it's hell it's hell I rent. no i think it's still just like i i get what you're saying yeah okay yeah that's not like a privileged asshole but it's more of like a a feeling of like i'm trying really hard and it's i it's no backtrack fear of failure that's what it is it's a fear of like i'm trying really hard i'm doing the best i can but i'm tanking and no one is here to save me and i just have to like in my head i have this idea of like i have to like make it work but it's just not working and it's just like it's literally just like constant failure for all eternity which is it's oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> rough oh man that's terrible <laughs> could you <laughs> some people you call that hell, and I'm just thinking that's someone's career is just <laughs> not being funny, but going at it. Also, I think I, I think I'm a very self aware person too. So nothing's worse than like being unfunny and then not realizing you're being unfunny, but it's like it's not working. So you keep when I watch someone trying to be funny and it's not funny, and they're still trying, and it's like, dude, just let it go. Like just just tap out. It's fine. It didn't work, but they insist on it. That behavior is my hell. Like, I have to be that person, basically. And it's like, it's just, no. 
Oh, it's man. okay. You know, like that's that's hell. I don't I don't want to uh, diminish your your version of hell, but I was just thinking, you know, what? that just sounds like an open mic. <laughs> but at least <laughs> at least no one no one's laughing at you. But at least you're not getting booed. People are just like cringily being like, huh, I feel like I it's it's better to just get it. booed though. Complete yeah. complete cricket yeah. silence, and then remember, this is for all eternity. This isn't just for your, your your tight five. This is like no, it's forever. You're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're no, you're tight five. No, that's what it is. Your hell is you. You have to do a tight five, but you bomb it, or you're you're doing a bit for like five minutes, and then you keep bombing, and then uh, your agent that keeps saying you're gonna get it soon comes and drags you off stage. Like quick, we got this other open mic. I think it'll go better, and it's just you being disappointed <laughs> over disappointing over all again. of the the, the millions of. <laughs> <laughs> of crowds in hell but on top of it like you have as this is happening you also buy into your agents like you know goading so you're like yeah this will be better and you just get like, fail again it's like no this one this is the one it's like you fail again this keeps happening <laughs> always right. and it's not they don't build you up to have confidence they just build you up to have anything ripped from you basically it's not like oh yeah fuck yeah i got this it's like, well, they, and it's like, well, I'm also paying them. And then each time it's, they collect their fee after you bomb. It's like, well, you promised me the soul of your sister. So, oh no. <laughs> and oh. then every time, and then like the souls that you have given to your, your manager are sitting in the front row, not smiling, not clapping or applauding you, just giving you the look like you're bombing. Like, and I will never I lost love my you. soul for this shit. <laughs> for this hot shit this 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 terrible top, uh type five that's why i lost my soul i was actually working on the vaccine for hiv and it took my soul see look at that and then i'm like little <laughs> little brother why are you here <laughs> i didn't even offer them your soul i was trying to make amends and he's like i don't know you're just so shitty of a person they knew what would get it yep. most <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh trauma so um <laughs> But all in all, I you know I enjoyed this one. I'm I'm very happy you picked it because it was a fun watch. It was fun. Like I I actually watched it engaged. Like I didn't have my phone with me either, so it was like, oh, this is actually engaging and fun to watch. Those critics know nothing. Yeah, as much as I want to treat Rotten Tomatoes as the end all be all of critical godliness, I know that our opinions are what really matter. Oh yeah, this is the right opinion. At the end of the day, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, like Rotten Tomatoes, like, okay. I don't even like tomatoes. I don't. Uh, uh, umami, like, I don't even like that, so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, but yeah, that was it. I you know, this is, I think it was a solid, that was a fun time. That was fun. Yeah. Andrew, plug some shit. Yo, as always, I will always plug our little sketchy sketch group diversity hire instagram diversity hire comedy uh my instagram which is andrew john baldwin i'll even plug my twitter because i'm trying to be funny on that and yes. it's andrew andrew underscore on underscore drums in case you didn't know it i'm a musician hire <laughs> me when quarantine's over <laughs> <laughs> or hire me now we can do zoom lessons yeah Hell yeah. yeah. What about you, Sonique? Yeah, um, I'm on uh, Instagram as S-E-Y underscore S-M-Y-T-H-E. That's say underscore Smythe. I can still plug my Twitter too. My, I'm trying I'm trying to get good at Twitter. I, I've, I've had one for years, but I, I'm not consistent. I need to be better um, for all like 30 followers. Um, my... <laughs> My handle on Twitter is say anything. That's S E Y underscore anything. Um, and what else? I feel like I was just oh, also follow us. We die first on Instagram, and we are all one word. We die first pod. You can see like the episodes that we're posting. Um, you know all that jazz. And cool. Also, just submitted the episode to Apple Podcasts. So hopefully, we will be on Apple Podcasts soon. Yeah, we're praying to Steve Jobs. This is ghost. Yes. We can edit that out if they get offended. No, it's okay. It, he doesn't wear a black turtleneck in heaven. It's a white turtleneck. 
Aw, yeah. And he was Buddhist. So he would love enlightened jokes. That was an enlightened joke. Yeah. He'd love that. Steve Jobs, you know. Ghost of Steve Jobs is with us always. Yeah, he's actually going to be a guest on our next show. Oh my god, I can't wait. What (laughs) what movie is that going to be? Uh... The Steve Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher. It was a real horror. <laughs> real horror. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys later. See ya. Or not. Because <laughs> it's, it's not a visual media. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>